You won't mm-hmm. wait till he gets back, or just no, no, no. We'll that. continue. Because I got okay. that first, and I'm just gonna come back and get some B roll, and then probably leave. Yeah, it's fine. I'll okay. just get some like B roll. You guys talking? But if you want, did you, you say beer? B roll. Uh huh. Oh, you're right. Yeah. yeah, I'll get you guys some beer. If you want. <laughs> now, if you. <laughs> I didn't know that was an option. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Massey and Mike. We are back with Self-Evident Podcast, and uh, so it's been pretty awesome this last couple of weeks. I just got to clear some things up uh, before we get started. Obviously, we've been having some really good podcasts and a lot of good feedback, and uh, I just want to keep on reiterating that uh, just with some housekeeping details, we have the Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash Ministries. Please get on that and subscribe. Uh, again, it helps us do the podcast. We need more of you to support. Uh, which is pretty awesome. Also, uh, we would love for you to check out our YouTube page at Self-Evident Ministry because we love likes. It's not that I'm like needy or anything like that, but dude, it's pretty cool when we have likes and comments and stuff like that. Even the haters, even the haters. I even don't even mind the haters. a thumbs down. Right. Even though <laughs> we don't mind a thumbs down. Matter of fact, we don't mind if y'all disagree at all. That, yeah. That's great for us because you know what? It teaches us something. You know, It may teach us that we might be missing something. We yeah. want to learn too, just like everybody else. Um, also, we're on Apple iTunes, y'all. Woo, Finally, we're we, on. Yeah, we are. We are now not it is live. We are not uh, screened by the <laughs> the Apple TSA, yeah. right? Yeah. We finally are on, baby. We got all six episodes <laughs> up there. Please, when you get on there, leave a five star review. Leave a comment uh, because the more reviews we get, the more it increases the search I the think, search level. I think we're up to like seven five stars already. I probably did six of them. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I didn't. I can't do that. Click, totally click, 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 no. click. <laughs> also, too, go on our website, theselfevidenttruth.com, theselfevidenttruth.com. Get on our website. Uh, look on there, man. We got a cool shop. Copy some merch, man. Get yourself a cool T-shirt. We got our DVD out uh, that's explaining the basics of all what we talk about in government and how God is involved in government, how the gospel influences government, and all those things. So please get on there. Um, and also, that'll also link you to the Patreon page when you click on the banner on the top. Um, guys, you know what's really cool? I was thinking about this earlier today. How many people actually endorse the ministry? Like, really cool people. Bill Federer, you know, Billy and Karen Vaughn. Just a lot of cool people that are yeah. behind the ministry, man. And uh, how we're, we're so in touch with some cool people that are, like, in good positions and high positions in office and what I love is the people that we're in touch with are just real people. They're not like, I'm in position, you know, I'm in power. And I was thinking about Braveheart when he told uh, the Bruces, he goes, you think that your position, you're, the people are here to provide you with position. He said, you're, I believe your position to provide the people with freedom. Hmm. And oh I go God. make sure they have it. So it's like, I love that line. You know, like where our job is to make sure that they have freedom. Because actually, we have more power than the representatives, yeah. right? All they're doing is representing us, but we have the authority to vote them out, right, in the elections. Shoot, look at Kanye. He's Kanye's got, got some power, man. He's guys moving some moving some trees, man. I don't agree with everything he says, but homeboy's like standing against the grain. You know, you got to give him props for that. I love it because he's he's saying what he wants to say, and he really just doesn't care what anybody else says to him. That's right. If anything, it gives him more fuel to be like, no, I'm going to stand up. And that's, that's something that I really admire, and I think everybody can learn something from, no matter where you're sitting on the spectrum. Like, You don't have to just conform with everybody else. Yeah, you don't have to conform. You don't have to be beat down. It doesn't matter what other people say. 
stand up and say it, you know? And really, dude, what's what's the difference between you and another if all you're doing is conforming, if you're not standing for something? I can at least respect the left and some of the right that what they stand for, they stand for. Yeah. I can respect that. Yeah. I may not agree with them, but I respect it, you know? And I think that that's more important than anything. At least take a stand. Don't be neutral. You know, was it Thomas Paine once wrote, he said, if there, if there must be trouble, let it be in my day so that my child may have peace. Stand for something, man. Our kids are going to eat the fruit of what we don't do. Yeah. Or what we do, right? And, and I, don't, I don't mean that to sound condemning, but I, I do mean it to say, we got a job to do, folks, man. We got, listen, I was just thinking about this earlier as well, dude, because I know we got to get into a lot of different topics. And last week, we had some really good ones. We talked about women's rights, gender yeah. roles, all that stuff. Had a guest speaker. <sighs> For about 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Had this really cool girl named Carrie Campos. I believe I married her. M- Melissa and, uh, watched it, and Melissa was like, that was a mic drop. That was the best way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> a a like, couple girls were in my office here today, um, and they watched it. They said, man, that was, like, really wise. And yeah. I'm just glad that she can voice that, you know, and I want to continue having her on um, if she wouldn't be so gun-shy. But she's gun-shy. <laughs> she's shy. <laughs> no, but it's all good. So... Um, I was thinking about this today, too. It's like, why would God put us on this earth with all these problems and not give us the power to overcome them? Did you know what I was saying, though? Like, why would God put us on this earth with all these problems and no power to overcome them? That's ridiculous. If he gives us power over sin, which no man can tame his own tongue, no man can restrain his inner heart, the hardest thing to restrain is yourself. Yeah. So if he gives us the power to overcome ourselves and he calls us to be holy as I am holy, why wouldn't he give us power over the natural world? Do you know what I mean? Why, wh- what would be the purpose of being here if we couldn't change anything? Yeah. Then where's the power of God? And that's, there's perfect examples of that in the Bible. Right. You know, there's all kinds of examples of stopping the rain, calling down rain, calling down fire, uh, Christ, stopping the weather, stopping storms, you know, like... Power over the natural realm, right? In terms of the weather, and I know you're you're talking more about society, culture, that kind of thing. But I'm talking about both, but, man. But yeah, there's there's both. So the power of Christ is in changing people. That's right. People are part of a culture or a society. So if Christ changes enough hearts in a culture or a society, that culture or society changes exactly. from the inside out. Exactly. And if we don't believe Christ has that power to change our culture and our society then we're really limiting God on what he can do. And God showed himself in the Old Testament all kinds of times in terms of, you won't listen to me, so then you're going to eat the fruit of your, of your decisions. That's exactly right. right. And it's funny, too, because like if you read Hebrews 1, I've been studying Hebrews 1, and I'm reading commentaries on it. Yeah. Just the first verse alone like kills you. It says, God, who in sundry times and in diverse manners spake unto our fathers through the prophets. So in other words, he gave words and he gave himself in revelation through the prophets. He, he, all the yeah. time it was through the prophets. That's why the prophets were so strong in the kingdoms and stuff like that. Notice most every prophet you read about confronted kings, right? So like, that's why I'm not a, fi- I'm not a fan. And I'm just going to go with this for a minute, okay? Because yeah, this is just my opinion, my take. I am not a fan of 90% of the prophets out there talking about Trump. I don't see prophets in the Old Testament rooting the king. They were warning the king constantly, consistently warning the king. Were they by his side? Yes. Were they praying for him? Absolutely. But they were continuously uh, warning the king. If you don't read the law, if you don't obey God, if you don't do this, you'll be overtaken. Hmm. So That's that's a good point. Right. So it's like, to me, Trump, um, he's just a man in my eyes. 
Yeah. Right. I respect the office. I respect uh, everything that stands for it. But just because he's someone said to me the other day, but wasn't he prophesied in? And so you prophesied he was going to become president. That didn't mean he was going to be godly. Saul was also prophesied into the kingdom. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And then through time and disobedience, he lost the kingdom. To the, to the one who was supposed to be appointed. Yeah. So maybe we should be on guard and training ourselves to be the right president of the United States. Maybe we should be on guard and watching who's going to be the next guy to fill that shoe. Because if he is, and, and I'm not saying he's not ordained. I'm not saying that because every position is ordained, but not the man. Yeah. We have to be guarded on the man, right? So <clears throat> what I'm saying is, I think the more we walk into this political realm, if we don't use scripture to justify, right? And I'm going to get back to Romans 1. If we don't use scripture to justify our positions, because now we're saying he's got the anointing of King Cyrus. Dudes, dudes, we don't have a king. I'm going to say it again. We don't have a king in the republic. Your scripture is invalid here. That doesn't make any sense, right? We have a republic, a one who represents our, our nation. They, yeah. He represents his diplomacy. He's the head over uh, the, the affairs of like uh, uh, the military and those kind of things. He's the executive branch with no, no lawmaking authority because according to Article 1, Section 1, he doesn't have that. It's Congress that has a lawmaking authority. So executive orders are out the window. You can't have faux laws on top of laws that Congress makes. So, right, so I'm yeah. going to get back to this. So it says, God, through who at sundry times and in diverse manners, which means in different times and places, he spoke through the prophets. But now we have a greater revelation through Jesus Christ. I don't need more revelation and prophetic words to tell me what Christ is telling me because Christ was the fulfillment of all those words the prophets gave. Yeah. So we don't have an excuse. We can't sit there and say, well, God didn't tell me. Did you not read the words of Jesus? Does this make sense? It's Jesus that is now revealed in my heart. He's the example. He's the lamb. He's... He, he is the perfect prophet. He is the perfect sacrifice. He is the perfect son of God, just like we're trying to be now. So why don't we emulate Christ instead of trying to figure out we need more revelation. We need more meetings. We need more of this. We don't need that. We just need to follow Christ and his words and his teaching, right? Yeah. The, the gift of the Holy Spirit is the guidance of Christ. So, right? So Amen. Amen. We have, we have Jesus Christ shown to us through the Bible, but it doesn't... I don't want my words to be taken out of context, but it doesn't stop with the Bible, right? Because the Holy Spirit helps open up those words to who Jesus Truth. was. Truth. It and just Jesus should line up is. with the word. Yeah. It should line up with the word, right? There's nothing that the Holy Spirit should tell us that contradicts Scripture. Exactly. Scripture should be consistent. Everything the Holy Spirit guides us on should be consistent. And one of the problems is we're, we're looking at the situation today. We're looking at Trump. We're looking at our government, all of that. And we're, we're le- leaving behind the principles and foundations that we're supposed to have. Exactly. Uh, a good tree does not bear bad fruit. Amen. And a bad tree does not bear good fruit. So we really have to be careful about what kind of tree are we looking at right. and following. Are we following a bad tree that has what we think is, oh, there's a few pieces of good fruit somewhere on this tree. Well, you haven't opened up the fruit. Yeah, exactly. It rotted exactly. in the middle. No, I, yeah. I, I'm going to make this clear. I'm not saying, we're not saying Trump's bad no, or wrong. No. Like, do I think there's some things that are bad? Yes. I think he should get off Twitter and shut his mouth, yeah. right? You create more division, which we're going to talk about here with these Antifa groups. Yeah. What I'm saying is he's supposed to be the example. 
if he's truly a Christian and a conservative, set the bar high then, dude. Set the bar high. Why are you stooping to people's levels? Are you really his kid then? Right? And if you are and you have those good people around you, why aren't you off Twitter yet? Why aren't your friends telling you, get off Twitter, bro? Yeah. Like, seriously. No, and I mean that with all my heart. Like, I want him to succeed. He's my yeah. president, dude. I, Barack Obama was my president. That's why we pray for our leaders. Right? There's nothing wrong with that. I want them to succeed. Right? But just because I want them to succeed doesn't mean I compromise. All the more reason you're in that position, I should hold you even more accountable. Just like I should hold my elders and the pastor accountable. Because that's my job. That's why pastors and teachers are held to a double to a double standard, right? A or higher high double standard, standard higher standard. Yes, <laughs> but it's <clears throat> if you're leading, if you're teaching, if you're bringing people onto a certain path, you better know where you're going and what that's, you're doing. That's right, right. Um, so I was going to ask you: Do you think Trump has gotten better in the past year and a half, two years? I think that's subjective. Right. Because, be, you know, because somebody could open it up and say, oh, well, you guys are, are being subjective about his actions. That's why I said behavior, it was my opinion. Right. Um, and if I've heard people say, I think he's doing better. I think he's more controlled, blah, blah, blah. And I, I don't really know. And I think that tells me what I need to know <laughs> is is if I haven't seen a marked difference, then I mean here. So so here here's here's what happens, right? And, and I love the topic that we're on because this, this we weren't even supposed to talk about this, no. but why don't we just go with it? <clears throat> a lot of people tell me, well, he's done a lot of good too. Like what tax cuts? So you threw us a bone. Thanks, bro. Why not? Why not audit the Fed? <laughs> yeah, you have the authority, dude. Abolish it. Yeah. Congress has the authority. Don't be, don't be saying that you threw us a bone and we're all good now. That's not cool, yeah. right? How come the Democrats always get what they want? I'm talking about the left. They always, they may not get it all at once, but they're always moving forward. They're always dude. pushing. They're always. always trying to take whatever ground and, they can. And here, conservatives are like, well, we can't absolve Roe v. Wade right away. It took one decision to make Roe v. Wade. No. Why? They're scared. <laughs> exactly. What they're what they're afraid of is pushback, right? True. Just maybe though. Just maybe if you stood for truth, the new base of the, the the crowd of people that you want voting would actually step in your defense. Yeah. Just maybe. Yeah. And I think I think this world is or this world this this country is ready and willing. Um they there's a study that just came out and a lot of people are talking about it, but this study asked a bunch of people, you know, in, in like an hour-long interview with these people about their political affiliations, how they feel about certain topics, all of that. And the one thing they noticed was high percentages, high percentages of people are sick of political correctness and this, this like real progressive agenda. Right. And you had, you know, blacks were the lowest and they were at like 75%. Right. And then you had like... Um, Latinos or Hispanics, you had Asian Americans, they were both like 85, 86%. And then whites were like 82%. Of these people are saying, I'm sick of this. I'm so tired and burned out and exhausted of all this crap being shoved down my throat. I think this country is ready to just get back to principle because all that stuff isn't principle. That's right. It's reaching in the dark. That's right. It's, it's um, searching for morality. 
Right. And the the liberal side of it, they they're always pushing for that little bit. They're always trying to gain ground. They're always trying to get the win wherever they can, however right. they can. So conservatives need to finally stop having weakness of heart and just stand up and say, look, we don't agree with this. We're in power. You guys have done this for 50 years, shoved it down our throats. It's time to come back a little bit on this. Stuff. Yeah, that's, that's, I think that's why we talk about this stuff on the podcast a lot is that the Constitution doesn't belong to the Democrats. No. It doesn't belong to the Republicans. No. Matter of fact, since when was the Constitution a tool to regulate the people? Quite the opposite. It was meant to regulate the federal government, yeah. right? And so to, I, I think that the proper thing to do, if it's supposed to regulate the federal government, that means you have to stand against Republicans sometimes, too. Yeah. You, you have to call out truth, dude. And, you know, and, it's, and it stinks because... I think a lot of Christians will take this wrong and say, but you're supposed to stand with those who are in office. You're supposed to pray with them. You're supposed to, I mean, don't you trust the prophets? Of course I do. That's not the issue, but dude, their prophets don't always get it right either. Even the Bible says prophecies may fail. Mm -hmm. They will fail. Like we're not, we're, we're men. We're not God. We can miss it too. Have we not considered that? You know why you're being prophetic right now? Because it's going good. (laughs) I'm, let's just be real. Yeah. Where were those same prophets during Obama's time? Calling out evil. Oh, we just need to pray for the president. Trump gets in there. Oh, here we go. It's our guy. Same thing with Kavanaugh. And dude, I knew there was something wrong. Yeah. I knew the whole time. In my heart, I was like, there's just something not right about this. Disappointment. It, it, something felt weird, which I, I want you to continue, but I want to give this preface. So like, so... Two weeks ago, we talked about Kavanaugh, and we talked about character. Kievna. Kievna. Brit Kievna. <laughs> and the Dumpster Fur. Dumpster Fur. Dumpster Fur. <laughs> so <laughs> stupid. It never ends. It never man. ends, it dude. Never we're like, old. we're easily amused, y'all. Yes. <laughs> we're easily we're amused. We're kids. Um, so we talked about Kievna yeah, two Kivna. weeks ago, right? And we talked about character. We yeah. talked about principle. We talked about this is character assassination. Truth. This, which is true. And that's what we were standing against. Exactly. This week, we're talking about actual political ramifications. Right. There's a difference. That's There's right. a difference between a man's character and his integrity and political which, ramifications. Which, by the way, let's preface this. He probably he has character. That's not the yeah. question. No. Right. Um, so who just said something to me about that? Um, oh, what was that? What was that? I just had it in my heart. I just, I literally had it in my head. I think I was telling you about it earlier when we were having dinner. Um, oh, what was that? I'll, I'll think about it later, yeah. but, um, gosh, I almost want to pause and think about that for a <laughs> second. Cause it was really good. Oh, so I was talking to my son, Isaiah, right. Yeah. And he was watching this YouTube video on YouTube kids. And we only let them watch that. We don't let them go on YouTube, yeah. right? And there was this little young boy who was a rapper and had a young girl in it. And they were like rapping. He was rapping. Like it was like a love song, right? And I told him, I said, son, I don't really want you watching that stuff. He's a little young to be talking to a girl. And I'm not saying he was doing anything bad. He wasn't like cat calling or anything like that. It was just like, oh, you know, my heart beats for you. It's like a radio for you or something like that. I can't remember the song, right? And I told my son, I really don't want you watching that. That's just a bunch of garbage. Why don't you just focus on the right things? And he said, Dad, but if it's bad, it's on YouTube Kids. If it was bad, it wouldn't be on YouTube Kids. And I said to him, our morality, the morality of a Christian is different than the world. 
their morality is different. It's lower than yours. They won't have the same standards you do. So you have to be vigilant and sober and diligent. Mm -hmm. So that's not to say YouTube kids is bad. They're just, their morality is different than ours, than, than mine, than as, as your father, right? Same thing with Kavanaugh. It's not saying that he's a bad person, not saying that he has bad character, but the beliefs and where his position is and what he believes the authority he, he, he has and possesses yes. is different. Yes. And we're going to talk about that. And I really want to discuss that. So, yeah, absolutely. You know, we had, there were several issues that are finally coming out. Yep. Um, which, and I want to talk those. And I also want to talk about how I think the Democrats just completely dropped the ball on that. But that's kind of a side project. But one of the problems that Kavanaugh had was Kavanaugh spoke or Kavanaugh worked with the Patriot Act. Yeah. And he never raised any problems about it. Yep. He was actually working with the Bush administration yep. to, to help further this along. And he didn't see an overreach of government authority. Which is kind of scary. Which is scary <clears throat> when you have a conservative judge, supposedly, that isn't always which, moving to help keep government authority right. in line. Now, to modern-day conservatism, he's an uber-charged he's, one. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's, he's pretty down the line. He's pretty straightforward. Now, look, again, we're not attacking the man's character, but I feel it's my duty as a citizen to be vigilant yeah. against everything, right? And so are we going to go on with a point? I'm no, sorry, no, man. No, I just wanted good. to clarify. Go for it. I just wanted go to clarify. No, that's it. I, I think that, like, I think one of the things was he and Bush helped write the Patriot Act, yeah. which I believe is one of the most heinous oh, it's egregious man. heinous laws ever written literally strips the fourth and fifth amendment right it literally puts uh, veterans at check even called homeschoolers in some senses terrorists it's in there folks i'm not i'm not lying yeah. the patriot act established the tsas and all these crazy things like now you know it's like we're, we're mad at like how kavanaugh's uh, guilty till proven innocent why did that happen we were talking about that how the injustice well the same things in the tsa I'm guilty till proven innocent. Yeah, yeah. I'm guilty till they check me. Yep. Then you're considered innocent enough. To yeah. Get then on you're a plane. like, okay, now you can fly yep. on a plane that we don't own, but somehow we have the authority to check you. And then we have the no fly list that you can end up on Absolutely. without any due process. No due process. Now we're not saying that security is bad. We're not saying that. No. But let the airports hire private security. Why is the government involved in that? Excuse me. This is just like Thomas Paine's quote and Frederick Bastiat's quote, right? Are you made of a finer clay than the rest of mankind? Like, who? Where, did you somehow become God over us? Right? Like, why can't neighbors check on neighbors? Right? Why can't we just be free to be us? Right? Like, or, or, here, let's try this. I'm just, I'm, I'm not, I'm going to be as sensitive as I can about this. Box cutters is what stopped those planes. You're telling me you didn't have men in there that could have stood up against box cutters? How about teach men to be men? Yeah. Right? How many people has the TSA stopped? How many bombers? You never hear about it. No. Right? You you hear about every once in a while a bomb that got through that failed, <laughs> like the, the underwear bomber. Yeah, but isn't it funny <laughs> that it got through? It got through. Through the and, TSA? And there's actually, the TSA has really poor records <laughs> in yeah. terms of the stopping thievery, stuff. The thievery that happens with them? Yeah. Actually, I was, speaking of that, I was talking to a buddy who, he he travels with guns and he, he's very constitutional minded. And he was talking about how with the TSA, certain airports, 
he gets all kinds of trouble. Right. Well, one of the rules is the gun is never supposed to leave his vision. It's never supposed to leave his area. He's always supposed to be able to see it and be in front of it. And he was in an airport, and the TSA refused to allow him to stand there while they checked the case. And he was arguing against it. No, this rule, this rule, your rule, is that I'm supposed to be present. That's right. And they refused, and they took it back where he couldn't stand. The problem with that is now you've got an unaccounted for gun in somebody else's hands. Because guess what? You're trusting the TSA a ton more than you're trusting private citizen. That's right. Private citizen should be wary of the TSA. TSA should be wary of the private citizen. They should be watching each other. I get a picture of the DMZ zone, North Korea, South Korea. North Korea has guards watching each other, and then a good third guard watching those two. Wow. So if somebody runs, you got two guys, two guys who are watching you. Should be the same thing with a person, a private citizen in the TSA. There should be people watching the TSA and what they're doing. That's right. Right? That's right. But and how come the rule, if you see something, say something, only applies to the citizen? What if I see my government doing something illegal yeah. or wrong? Yeah. I, I thought if you see something, say something. Why can't I call you out for your egregiousness? <laughs> yeah. Right? Why, why can't I? Why should I fear that? Why? Why should I, why should I fear that? Why, why can't I just be a citizen, not considered a flake or a kook or anything like that? I'm a citizen that is concerned that the people no longer have freedom. They don't. They don't. You can't do almost anything in this country without someone watching you. Dude, yeah. you can't take care of your kids. You can't discipline them anymore because you got the, some, someone saying we're going to call social services on you. And somehow people have probably never raised kids in their life can somehow take your kids because they think you're doing it wrong. Because a book told them or some professor who gave them credibility. Right? Yeah. That's what's frustrating to me. So you don't trust a citizen with self-government, but I'm supposed to trust your government. Exactly. Oh, oh. exactly. What? I'm missing something, man. Right? So Kavanaugh did... Right, and we kind of went on a tangent, but it was good. Uh, we went on this tangent that Kavanaugh helped write the Patriot Act. Yeah, he was behind it. He supported Straight it. Straight up. And his record has shown that he's n not that he's not a fan of the Fourth Amendment, but, boy, he doesn't have a whole lot of care about it. Right. Right? He doesn't stand up in defense of the Fourth Amendment. That's right. He seems to allow it to be eroded. Yeah, yeah, like it's it's a it's a movable line. Yeah, no, but in times of serious crisis, we exactly. need to. Isn't that funny, man? Like, funny. it's always crisis. Every time, government. Remember when Obama signed over the the what did you call it the stimulus bill? Yeah. But if we don't pass this bill, man, <laughs> companies are going to shut down. People are going to be displaced. People are going to lose homes. People still lost their homes. People were still displaced. Businesses still shut down. I I had an argument with my brother about the bank bailouts, and my argument was let them fail. My brother, which he's right in this, tons of people would lose jobs. It would be an economic force. Exactly. But they learned nothing. All they all those banks learned was, eh, whatever. 
We That's right, because they're backed. Yeah, they're backed they're by the backed. FDIC. And, it was, it was, and you get more into it. It was the government that was screwing everything but up. Even but even if they failed, then it would actually expose the government for what they've been doing wrong, yeah. that the policies they've been doing have been unconstitutional. Had they followed the law, it wouldn't be like this. So, yeah, we would all be displaced. But you know what, dude? Somehow, because we didn't obey God, and gosh darn it, isn't he the one that said he's the provider? Mm-hmm. God forbid we would have to trust God. <laughs> Dude, this is frustrating to me, man. Yeah. Oh, but if we don't do this, then the people will lose. Well, then shoot, man. Have you not read scripture? Do you see the importance of teaching the whole counsel of God, not just the love of God, not just the grace of God, right? The provision. It's funny how we can preach the provision of the Lord, dude, until it comes time to practice it. Funny, huh? That's frustrating to me, man, because you have not proven the Lord. Malachi 3 says that. Prove me, he said. What, I mean, so, so it fails, right? What a perfect opportunity to let God shine. What is wrong with that? Oh, so you want people to be poor? They are poor. If banks call in all their loans, dude, we're done. They, they're, we're poor. Dude, we're living on credit. Yeah. Unless you're debt free. Your house, is, you're, the house you live in, you're in hot to a bank, man. You're in debt. Mm-hmm. Most every person that doesn't have a, you're in debt. And if the bank calls in your loan, let's just say that happens. You're already out of a house. What's the difference? Quit lying to yourself. This is why Christianity needs to stand in this country. Because if we did it God's way, we wouldn't be in debt. Matter of fact, he said the borrower is servant to the lender. He said in Deuteronomy 28, dude, that if we obeyed his commandments, he would make us the head and not the tail. But at most every single Christian that owns a house is the tail. We're the tail. Let's shoot straight. Like, I'm not condemning home ownership. You don't own your home. I want you to own your home. This is the problem when we don't obey God. Am I mad? Yes, I am. Because I really want to trust God, dude. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with taking it a step further than just going to church every Sunday and Wednesday and singing songs and preaching sermons and listening to them? We don't have a revelation problem. We have an application problem in this country. We, we've got tons of revelation, dude. I've read commentaries from the 1400s and the 1500s and the 1600s, and you know what they're preaching? The same mess we're preaching today. And we're still under a tyrannical government. We're still talking about socialism in this country. We're still seeing the streets rioted full of blood in some cases. We're still seeing racism and hatred. We're still seeing the church in some cases, I'm not saying all, in some cases lethargic. I'm still seeing pour out on the streets. We're seeing a government spend tons of money on things that are wrong and still not fixing it. That is the problem because we won't obey God. I'm done. Gosh, man. It's like, guys, seriously, like, He's just looking for people that are broken and contrite, bro. You know what I mean? Like, he's looking for the real. Carrie just said this right now that, like, what were you just saying? Can you repeat what you said? I just said, like, when we stepped out and when we stepped out and didn't have an income and we were just going to trust God because we felt him called to see. Come over here a little bit. Just come over here a little bit. Just keep saying what you're saying because we can hear you. Um, I was just going to say, like, when we stepped out in ministry, because um, we felt God call us to ministry, and we stepped out without an income, we were going to trust the Lord. We had so many people say, I could, I, could never, I could never do that. I could never 
I can never trust God like that. And it's like, well, if God called you to do it, why can't you? And I was just saying, too, like, people look at, like, Mike and Melissa or us. Like, you drive an old Buick. We drive an old excursion. It's like, we always have to have the newness. We always have to have this. The Joneses, man. The shiny Joneses, the shininess of what the world offers. And then when it comes time to obey, we can't obey because we have all this stuff that we're in hock to. And now, oh my gosh. basically, our lives are consumed with all this stuff we're in talk to and, uh, instead of driving an old Buick. So I can follow the will of the Lord. You know what I mean? And yeah, exactly. That sounds crazy because, God forbid, you know what I mean? Like, people say to Massey all the time, why are you so why are you so always focused? Or what do they say to you? Why is it always a war to you? Why do you... All the time. Like, why are you always in a war? Yeah, why are you, you always rest? doing... Can't you rest? It's like, well, yeah, we rest, but we rest in the will of the Lord. That's right. The, the will never stops. Like, when, Carrie and I tonight, we went on a date night tonight. Yeah, we do that, right? More, more frequently now than it used to be, <laughs> right? And you know what's funny? I'm like, I don't want to talk about ministry. I, don't talk, I just want to talk to my wife. But you know where we find joy? Talking about what we have to do. Yeah. We find joy in talking about, like, the will of the Lord. We find joy in talking about, man, we are so... What God's do, we were talking about it tonight, like the faithfulness that God has done to us, what he's brought us through, right? She said, I'm, I'm so happy to be married to you. And I said to her, can you believe we're in this position? We're, we're finally debt free. I'm able to put away for a house, right? Will I have to take out a loan? Well, yeah, because of all the socialist policies we've enacted, it's crazy inflation. Houses now cost 300 grand down here. Yeah. I don't have 300 grand to throw at a house, Right. And I want my family to be stable, so I probably will have to get a loan, right? No big deal. I understand. I'm not upset the fact that there's loans out there. What I'm upset about is we got to this point because we wouldn't obey God, right? And guess what? Guess what? It was left to me to fix. Now I have to fix it for my kids. You see what I mean? The effects of our sin will follow us. Jonathan Edwards said, "What one?" I'm sorry, it was Wesley. Jonathan Wesley said, uh, that what one generation tolerates, the next will embrace. What we allow is what the next generation will embrace, man. And so we see these things like Kavanaugh's and, you know, the Antifa stuff. And we're going to talk about the Antifa stuff in a minute. But, like, we see this because we've allowed the progression of sin to be allowed and tolerated in this country. There's no, you can't tell me that there's no other reason why it's existing. Because we allow sin. Because we made it fun. We made it accept. No, you know what? We made sin political, votable. Oh, my gosh. God, save us. God, save us, man. I don't know. You can talk now. <laughs> I think we are in a big mess. Socially, politically, culturally, we are in a major mess. And you know what? Yeah. Our guy got elected, though. Yeah. And we cover the mess. I'm sorry, I gotta stop. And that's like it. One of the things that frustrates me about the whole Trump administration is they pay lip service to the problems. Yeah, yeah, we're spending too much money. Oh, by the way, we're talking about a trillion dollar stimulus. Exactly. Right? And billions not, of dollars for this wall or and, whatever. And, and not yeah. to let the Democrats off the hook because Obama spent They're 10, mil, 10 trillion yeah. himself. Yeah, but they, they don't have any problem spending money. Exactly. We, we try to say that we do have problems spending money. And actually, Republicans, if you look at the numbers, Republicans are pretty much just as bad, <laughs> if not worse. Yeah. Okay? And so let's stop lying to ourselves and saying, 
oh, well, we've got this under control. We don't have it under control. That's right. Now, the thing is, what you just went through, somebody might take it and say, so you want to legislate Christian morality through all levels. And there's probably some people that'll listen and be like, yeah, I think we should. No. Not at all. No. It just creates oppression. It just creates the Middle East. If you force people, yeah. If you force people to into love a God. certain morality and try to love God, it doesn't go well. You remember the statue that was built when Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, you know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Remember the, the no. you're going to obey the king? And then they were like, nah, we ain't obeying the king, obeying God. Do whatever you want to us, basically. And what'd they do? Threw them in a fire. Now, Our, God saved them, but they threw them in a fire for not worshiping the statue. So let me just say this. Anyone that stands against Trump, what happens? Hmm. That's dude. Look, that can be taken. I don't care. How, look, I don't care how you take it. The moment you stand against the dude, he eviscerates he you. Goes for you. Well, and so his fans. Yeah, his fans. Hillary, same thing, right? Somehow, if we end up on the bucket list of these presidents, or these people in Senate or the White House, like that's a bad thing. No. I think it might be a good thing, yeah. just once, but for righteousness' sake, not because you want to sin. Yeah, and that's that's a big difference to make because um, I don't know if you want to get into the Antifa stuff right now, but I think let's do it. Let's that's do it. A good segue into it. Um, so, and we'll we'll put these videos up. But so these videos are of people in Portland, Antifa members, yep. controlling traffic on a public street and yelling things at people, very derogatory, awful, obscene things at people and making them go around a protest while the cops stand and watch. And the mayor gave the cops orders to do nothing. Now, you and I have just gone off about the authority of government, but that doesn't mean that we're arguing for anarchy. And what we're watching right now is pretty much mob rule anarchy. It's a great point, man. And Keep talking. you've got Antifa, this this far left group. And I don't know if you got a chance to watch the, the G20 summit riots. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Actually, I watched them. Yeah. So, so for people who don't know, and, and I'll try to find this video to put it up as well, but in Hamburg, Germany, they had the G20 summit, which is... What is it? Made, the top, the top, top 1%... 20- yeah. It's like, like 10 or 20... 20 countries. And leaders. Leaders, yeah. And Antifa, massive numbers of black-clad people rioting through the streets, marching through the streets, busting up every window. Now, here's the funny thing. The window that didn't get smashed was the window that had the Antifa symbol in it. Wow. All the other ones got smashed, but the windows that had an Antifa symbol or something supporting that movement moved right around and if you go to the West Coast and you go to, like, San Francisco, Portland, that kind of thing, I guarantee you, if you walk into some of those bars, restaurants, whatever, that have, like, an anti-Trump sign, if you get them to be honest, they'll say, I don't really care, but I know my window won't get smashed if I have this in it. This is exactly. mob rule. Totally. This totally. is mob rule. Like, and, and I don't want to draw Nazi Germany comparisons, but... Dang it, crystal knocked comes to mind. When does it when does it all tip? When does it tip to where Can you explain it, that? So Crystal Knocked was 
basically the the night for where, the people, yeah. where it all tipped in Nazi Germany. And they were looking for Jewish stores, Jewish people, Jewish businesses, smashing windows, dragging people out and beating them, burning Jewish businesses, all of this, because they were considered the evil ones who were harming Germany, who were ruining the fabric of the country, who were putting in the wrong policies, who were greedy and stealing. That's right. Matter right? of fact, if, if there was a video I watched from someone from, Vene- uh, I think it was Colombia or Venezuela, a socialist country, and she showed videos of Hugo, Hugo Chavez literally telling his cops, confiscate that business, confiscate that business. Exactly. Conf- a socialist nation. Just hear me out, man. <laughs> like, straight up. And he's on video like, that yeah. one, get it. That one, get it. He, he could just pick and choose what he wants. Yeah. It's mine now. They, it belongs to the government. They walked into the General Motors <clears throat> factory and took it over. One day, oh, they I stole didn't even the think whole of that. factory from General Motors, and General Motors is in an international lawsuit with the country of Venezuela. You're not getting your stuff back. You're not getting your hundreds of millions of dollars of property back. And of course, you know Venezuela ran it into the ground because they can't run anything, right? But what worries me about the whole Antifa thing, right? I've been thinking about this a lot. Go for it. Because people, people talk about the neo-Nazis. The neo-Nazis are the problem. The, the alt-right is the problem. These are the real dangerous people while they're putting on the blind. And, and let's, 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 let's be fair. There's a lot of left people saying there's extremes on both sides. There are people there are. on the liberal side, not the left, but the liberal side who are like, hey, there's extremes on both yeah. sides here. Yeah. And I want to give that respect where it's due. And, and I want to support those people. Cause, exactly. Because and, and I think they're winnable. This will actually... I want them to hear what I'm going to say as support for them. Because guess what? Yeah, the, the far right, the, the alt-right, the neo-Nazis, the identity politics worries me. And I don't want that infesting into our country. The KKK was handing out flyers in Baltimore. Hmm. Now, the vast majority <clears throat> of us cringe when we hear the name KKK or we hear the name neo-Nazi. But I do not want this crap moving into our country. That's exactly right. I do not want this crap to start up again. Now, here's the difference. They're not doing what Antifa is doing. And they're actually sitting back and watching it, proud of it, because what Antifa and the far left are doing is pushing people towards them. That's right. Right? So I want to stop that and say, no, this is not the direction to go. This is not the way that you go in terms of politics and principle. However, I'm not going to avoid putting blame where blame is due. That's right. For all this junk going on with Antifa and the protesters. That's right. Right? Now, let's, again, I'm not supporting Antifa, dude, but what are they mad at? Elites. America created elites, man. You can't deny it. Got a lot of elites. Man, you got money. You can throw some money at a campaign. Somehow your business prospers. No. That's crazy, man. (laughs) Like, seriously, people are upset for real reasons. They're disenfranchised, right? Let's be real about this. I don't support a thing they do. I don't even support what they stand for. I don't even think, don't they realize what they're doing is fascism? Just right. I mean, so they they try to avoid it, avoid but it. But it's the I'm truth. Sure deep down, they know. Yeah, they're they're doing exactly yeah. what they're trying to protest, right? Yeah. But people are dis- disenfranchised and angry about things. And what I believe what happens is it's kind of like religion. 
like if, we, if not Christ, but religion, yeah. right? We get mad about something the pastor says, so we go start our own church. We kind of create little sects and little divisions, a little this. Same thing happens in all these protest groups, whether they're Republicans, Democrats, left, right, whatever, right? Yeah. Um, the fringe KKK stuff, right? Well, Trump's against open borders. So the KKK goes, yeah, they're against the Mexicans. So somehow they hop on this wagon, right? Yeah. So you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm just going to be honest. I don't think Trump's a racist. I don't think he's, I don't think he's got the gumption for that because no. I think he, being a businessman, you had to work with a lot of international people. I'm not saying he didn't step on people, but that doesn't make him racist. It just makes him shrewd, yeah. right? So I'm not saying that he's racist. I, I don't believe that. I, none, none of the evidence shows me that, right? I really do believe that he sees problems in this country and he wants to fix them, right? Yeah. That's the problem. He wants to fix them. Not Congress, not obeying the Constitution. We just need to build a wall. And, and what, what I'm saying with the, the Antifa stuff, apparently a lot of these protesters forgot this one word in the Bill of Rights said the peaceably, peaceably to assemble. Now, where in the Declaration or the Constitution or the Bill of Rights did it say you had the right to riot? Matter of fact, it says uh, the, the right of the people to peaceably assemble to petition the government. For Regis forgivenesses. Not stand outside Berkeley and act like idiots. Not stand outside of stores and riot them. Yep. I don't mind. But what happens with civil discord, dude, when it's done wrong, nobody listens to you. They do if they're immoral. Because you can justify anger. And one of my concerns is if it doesn't get stopped, it's it's going to empower them. They're already empowered in Portland. That's right. They, they've got the run of the city because the mayor himself used to be part of an Antifa activist group. The there guy's a complete supporter. Right. So watching that video, you see people who look empowered, and they are acting empowered. I'll go back to this, too. Why does the left have the narrative of love and hate promoting hate? Right? Yeah. So allow me to explain that. No one in this country with half a conscience or a brain could justify hatred. How dare you justify what's going on? They're hurt. Well, there's other ways to deal with hurt. Mom and daddy told you, quit acting like a little baby, and they gave you some discipline. I teach my kids that, right? You acting like a child doesn't do anything. And it's funny because the Bible says when I was a child, I thought as a child, I acted as a child, I did as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things, Yeah. right? Why can't we heed that scripture? Now, I want to go back to one point. You said we're not for anarchy. And, dude, I'm not a theocrat, right? I don't yeah. want religion and government, dude. I want good men in government with a conscience to back it up. Exactly. We, w- we want a Christ-centered conscience. That's right. Conscience. Not a, I, I, like, see, the Bible says, blesses the nation who's got his Lord, not blesses the government. I want, I want government as far away from Christ as possible. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because look what man does with their own devices, dude. They can't even run a checkbook, dude. You want them to run religion? Mm-hmm. Seriously, let's get real. Can't even run a checkbook. Funny how we passed a VA Accountability Act, but we didn't pass one to to, uh, keep the government accountable. Crazy, isn't it? Why? Throwing bones, dude. We're just throwing bones at the people, man. Do it all the time. Democrats did it with passing gay rights and bathroom crap, right? They're enslaving you the whole time, man. They're enslaving you the whole time. Same thing with the Santifa mess. This whole crap is built up because government is getting involved in private business. Government is getting involved in private citizens. Government is getting involved. Like, if they would realize it's really the government that does a lot of this, right, whether inadvertently or, 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 or advertently, 
the reason why we're having these problems is because of government. We've allowed them to control everything in life. That's you, you know why you're mad at the one percent because they run the country. They they basically run the basically the world, right? That's what the, the Antifas are really mad at, right? A lot of these protesters are mad at the. It's because the government got involved. They regulate it. It's funny how they regulate their own purse. Who keeps them accountable? Me. It's your job. You're mad because of a government, but you're getting mad at the wrong people. Yeah. And I, I think, I think they're also mad. Um, they're, I, you're right. There's more reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. This is what happens without God. Yeah. Because what do they really want? They actually want authoritarianism. They want to be in charge of it. They want a communist country. That's right. They want to be the ones in charge. Well, guess what? You actually are probably the ones that are going to be first up on the shooting block if a communist country overtakes. Totally. Because you guys are the ones who started the revolution. That's right. It's usually how it happens. That's right. right. Yeah. Except and for the few leaders who, who get themselves into leadership positions. True. And, um, and isn't it funny, too, 20 years prior to John F. Kennedy being president, 20, 10 years, whatever, they were complaining about communism, yeah. McCarthy's and all that stuff, right? Now we're actually, we have democratic socialism, part communism, even in a discussion in a republic. Mm-hmm. We're actually talking and debating if democratic socialism should be allowed in a republic. Yeah. We're a republic. You, you don't even have a voice in this. You don't have a dog in this fight if you're a socialist. Yeah. You, you don't you, you do <laughs> go not, to a different you, country. As, dude, as bad as that sounds, it, we are a republic. We are not meant to be if made it into works a in Denmark. Country. Go to Denmark, but even the prime minister of Denmark or the governor, I think, or whatever the we prime call minister, yeah. yeah, the prime minister. He even got on national TV and he said this. He said, "What we're, we're not, we don't have socialist policies. We have free market policies. Yeah. And the reason they have free healthcare there is because the people pay for it. But there, there's no social. He goes, we're not socialism in policy. We're free market capitalists here." He said it himself. And and if you look at Danes who come to America, they end up being on average higher earners than Americans, which shows that they're they're harder workers. Oh yeah, they're, by the way. They're doing more work. How much does the, <laughs> how much does the US give them a year? Let's I just that, right? I yeah. mean, come on. But yeah. We're giving them money. Yeah. If other countries give them money, of course their 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 economies are thriving. That's what drives me. Anyways, we are we're, we're, we're getting off the yeah. we're getting off the beaten trail. Um, but this is good. One of one of the things that I want to keep reiterating because it, it really has to sink in for us is the idea of what sin does to a nation. Um and our nation is reeling, and I know this is kind of a reoccurring theme for me, is our nation's reeling. We're stumbling in the dark, yep. Because we've we've pushed aside God as a society. We have plenty of people who claim to be Christians that go and going back to what you said earlier. Go to church on Sunday, done. Forget about God for a week, straight up. And character is making the hard decisions in the hard situations. We talked about the bank bailouts. We changed the rules. We changed the game because we didn't like the outcome. That's a problem because then we've forsaken our conscience. We've forsaken the foundation that we put ourselves on, right? And so this goes back to the Christian who goes to church on Sunday and then forgets about God completely. You don't have your foundation. In the storm, you're not going to stand with Christ. You're going to compromise. 
because you haven't walked with him enough. That's right. You haven't walked this through. You haven't made the dedicated decision to live your life with Christ. You've just said, I need to go to church in order to, you know, cleanse myself a little bit. And then it's back game time to do whatever I want to do. So we have a, a nation that has tons of people like this that very lukewarm. What did Christ say about lukewarm? Spit you out of my mouth. Hot or cold, right? So now we have lukewarm. Yeah. We have a lukewarm nation that that just doesn't really care. If whatever, do you, fine. Well, people who aren't Christians are going to take license to do whatever they want to do. Right. And we've sat back and we've said, yeah, that's fine. Go for it. Now, you and I agree in freedom. We agree on liberty. But we also agree that as Christians, we are supposed to stand in that gap and say, this isn't right. This is what you should be that's doing. That's right. Now, if people look at me, hear me, and go, doesn't matter, still going to do it, okay, that's fine. But now what we're doing is we're growing into weak, useless people watching all this happening, going, well, uh, I mean, we can't stop Antifa. That's right. They're they're just going to do what they're going to do. And, Crazy. And am I saying march in the streets with guns and shoot them? No. No. I'm not saying that, right? But what I am saying is, why aren't we standing up? That's right. It's funny because if you yourself will not be corrected by the Holy Spirit and Christ, God, they're all three individual. I love how that works. If you're not willing to be corrected, how are you going to correct the world? Mm-hmm. You can't correct the world because you yourself are not correctable. Yeah. Dude, if you have the Spirit of God, this Holy Spirit, you, you, <laughs> if you have it in you, you're gonna, you're gonna like want to see unholiness be ridden from this country, yeah. from the things around you. You're gonna stand in the gap for people. Like we lack the fortitude to stand, and I believe a lot of it comes from identity, the intimacy with God, the secret place, the throne room. What our founders talked about, what a lot of old preachers talked about. It was the throne room. It was a secret place, right? I love seeing the younger generation now. They're doing like these big old conferences. And I really do love this. Like it's about worshiping and acknowledging the holiness of God and father, right? Like the Rick Pinos and all these things like there. It's just cool to see. I'm not going to cap on that mess, man. No, because you can see them. Yeah, dude, they're taking on their calling. And, you know, I hope, I hope, dude, you know, because I was saying today, you know, we don't have a lot of followers in our ministry, dude, but I don't care. It's changing lives. (laughs) One one by one, man. I love that, right? Yeah. I love seeing these young people, man, like stand up and fire. Now, what we need to do with that wisdom and worship and all that stuff is to- pour into them knowledge so that they, as they get corrected by God and holiness, they know now how to combat what's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. We need to be armed with the knowledge. I believe I learned things in reverse, right? I should have worked on my intimacy, my worship, and all these things when I first got saved. I worked on the knowledge and the character and understanding and doctrine and all these things. Yeah. Now I'm working on my intimacy with God. I believe I learned it backwards, right? Now, but you know what's unique? I'm learning that so that now I'm reaching this younger generation who has the heart to seek, to pray, to fast, and all these things. So now I can pour knowledge in them. You know what they're doing? Oh, my gosh. 
you're telling me that we were a Christian nation. I was at Dayton Christian School a couple weeks ago, man, in Ohio. You should have seen their eyes light up, dude. Every one of them had questions, every one of them. And I was still able to minister the gospel to them. And they were like, so you're saying (laughs) that the founders believed in God. You're saying that the Bible can still be applied today. It's crazy. Like they're asking these questions like, so you're saying that the Bible talks about righteousness in the land and the nation, how the constitution was meant not to keep me out as a Christian, but it's meant to keep evil. Yes. Stop a government. Dude. That now they're like, oh my God, like it makes sense. You know what's funny? Why are we not teaching them this when everything is shoved in their face is political? Everything's dude, political. Everything now. is political. They're dealing with a political system, dude, and we're sitting here trying to say, well, the prophets say this. Do the prophets know the law, bro? Dude? Yeah. Do the prophets know the law? What did he get mad at? It's the prophets that did not acknowledge the law of God. In the Old Testament, he would say that. Your prophets don't even know the laws of God. You only have one among you that does. In the case of Jeremiah, you only have one that does. Who was the other guy? Uh, What's his name? Uh, Gosh. Huh? No, 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 no. Um, He was thrown in the stocks, brought back. He was speaking to Jehoshaphat. Uh, Prophet Hezekiah. Was it Hezekiah? He was, he, was, he, was, he was the prophet to Jehoshaphat, and he told the kings, uh, you know, don't go up to war, you're going to lose. He's like, I knew that man would prophesy evil against me. Habakkuk? No, 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 no. No, I think it was Hezekiah. I, wasn't Hezekiah a king? Yes, yes, yes. I'm, Anyways, Anyways, I hate that. Did I, I don't have it on the top of my head. Yeah. Usually I do. Um, but there was like one man, one prophet, and that king said, I don't want him to talk to me. He speaks evil to yeah. me. Right? Yeah. And you know what's funny? God's God was. Drive me nuts who that is. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and God was saying, but your other prophets don't have the law. Yeah. They don't know the law. So if we have prophets prophesying Trump is supposed to be the head of the nation, do you even know the Constitution, bro? Just I'm I'm just going naturally here. Let alone, do you have enough fortitude to stand against a president? It doesn't matter his position. Matter of fact, you should be able to stand because of his position. Let's turn it on its head. It's not the position that holds you from correcting the man. It's because of the position you need to correct the man. That's what concerns me is that there's no words of correction or words of warning. He it's, meets with it's, pastors it's, all the time. It's always peace, peace. Oh, gosh. Go ahead. But Samuel prophesied David, but David still had Nathan. Nathan had to confront David. Oh, yeah. It's you that was the little you lamb. You're the one who killed. Yeah. You're the one that did it. So, it's not a slam Trump. I'm pro Bible. <laughs> I'm pro government. I'm pro Constitution. I'm pro let people be free, man. Yo, government, let my people go. Quit being Pharaoh. You don't own them. God does. No. And there's a bunch of young in this generation crying out to God saying, Why do I feel oppressed? Why do I feel depressed? Why am I under this position? Why don't my parents do this? Because we've allowed that to happen. They're feeling oppressed spiritually because we've allowed oppression spiritually to happen. That's why they're depressed, right? And the situations that happen in their houses, dude, I don't know why I'm getting so lit on this stuff today, dude, but I'm serious. Like, I, I can see it, like, with my, with my eyes. Like, it's, it's, I can literally see the problems happening, dude, and it has nothing to do with government. It has everything to do with the body of Christ, not the government. I, I'm mad at it. I'm frustrated with it. I'm not mad. I'm frustrated. I'm not mad. I'm, I'm frustrated at where it's at. But it's because we, we've done a terror. 
that's I'll say it again. It is I'm not pointing the finger at America. America needs to come on, America. That's not what I'm doing. What I'm saying is, dude, we have answers, man. You have that Bible. It's got 66 books in it, and it's chock full of things that you can do to confront. Matter of fact, if all you can do is intercede, then intercede. If all you can do is pray, pray. Quit making excuses and pray. Some of us got the gift of gab to go up and say something, man. And, dude, it may cost us something, Mike. It may cost me something. It, it, might, it just might cost me my life, you know? It, it, it may cost me riches. It may cost me my house and my cars. It might cost me my life, but man, it cost me because Christ died for me. And he doesn't want people in oppression and bondage anymore. He never wanted that. You know how I know that? He listened to the children of Israel after 400 years of crying and delivered them. He doesn't want this. He's looking for his people to cry out to him so he can move on their behalf. And they didn't just cry out, dude, they stood. That's what's frustrating, man. It's like, can we just knock it off with the theatrics of prophecies? We glorify the gifts more than Christ now. It's all about healing meetings and prophecy meetings and all this other stuff. Why? Isn't scripture enough? Isn't the love of God enough? Let's read, let's read Corinthians, man. If I have all the gifts, if I have all the faith in the world, I can move mountains. If I have not intimacy with my God, I have nothing. Oh, we prophesy. You know what I've been thinking about all week, hon, Mike? <clears throat> These scriptures that people don't like to talk about. Not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord. Many will prophesy, though. Cast out devils, do many wonderful things in the name of God. And he says, depart from me. You that didn't have intimacy with me because you worked in iniquity. That's what it was. It's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. He wrote that to Christians, dude, not to the world. Mm -hmm. If it were possible, even the very elect would be deceived. Can we not see that? We might be deceived ourselves, bro, if we don't have Christ. The Holy Spirit makes you holy. Not unholy. You cannot abide in unholiness with a Holy Spirit. Let's get real here. But we got our Christian and all. Come on. We got to quit that mess. So you got a victory. Keep going because there's more victory. You know what I want to see, dude? Because I believe it can happen. You know what? I'm going to challenge myself to pray for this. I want to see Trump prophesy. Mm -hmm. I want to see God move on the behalf of that man. Oh, what? how do you know he doesn't do it? I don't know, but I want to see it. I'm not saying he doesn't do it. I'm saying I want to pray for the man to grow a backbone of steel and righteousness, dude, so he might even reprove the prophets that won't tell him the law of God. You're, you're, you, don't, you prophesy peace to me, man. We're in a war. We're in a war, guys. There's, there, I don't, I'm sorry. I wake up thinking, man, I have peace with God. My kids are good. And the last two weeks of my life, it's as if every single day I can't, I can't be, I cannot be patient. I can't be complacent. Now, some of you will say, that's not love, brother. You need rest. We're supposed to rest in the promises of God. I do that. But how can I rest in a world where suicide happens every two hours in a youth? 
How do I rest when a government runs amok? How do I rest when there's homeless in the streets? How do I rest when there's people out here literally walking past this church, because we're in a church building right now, that don't know Jesus Christ? How do you, how do you sit there and say, not my problem, brother, not my calling. It is your calling. We're all called to minister and preach. We're all called to evangelize and to pray and to intercede. My wife always says this, intercession isn't a gift. We're all called to intercede, right? We're all called to pray. We're all called to walk in holiness because we're peculiar people, man, right? That's why I think a lot of the Christians, they say, man, my heart is, my, my life's been hard since I've been a Christian. You know why? Because you were chosen as a special people. You're not supposed to walk like the world. Your life isn't supposed to look like the world. You're not supposed to trust in the world's riches, uh, the, the, all the things in the world, the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life, all those things. They're not of God. They're of the world. Yeah. Like, we're not supposed to desire those things. Is it cool to have those things? Yeah, when God gives them, right? I mean, there's, there's so many tangents I can go on here, bro, but I, I hope this is all making sense. Um, there's, there's just, with, with all the mess going on, I can't even blame the left. I can't blame Antifa. They're just doing what they know to do. Thank you. They're they're just they're only doing what they know. They're following desire. They're following hope for. And I I do not say this to make fun of them. It's just true. They're following hope for utopia. Yep. They're following hope for a better future. What they think will be a better future. Now we see it, and we. We're working from the truth of God. We're going, it's the wrong path. But how much more should we have sympathy? Should we stand and try to be in their shoes and say, look, if I was blinded, how would I walk? I'd stumble everywhere. That's right. I would go after sex and greed. Heck, there's plenty of us who claim that we're open eyes, and we're still going after sex and greed. That's right. Those two things, I think, have been major downfalls of America. I, I agree. The worship of sex and greed. And guess what? We're not the first ones. That's right. What is that? Uh, someone said uh, people fall for the two, what is it? The two evils, basically, lust, uh, fear and greed, like yeah. lust and greed, basically. Yeah. Um, we lust for power. You know, we, we lust for what we get when we're happy and content, man. We just chill. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, dude, I like doing that. I like chilling. I like being by a pool with my wife. I like being at home with my wife alone. I like going on date nights with my wife. I like doing these things. There's nothing wrong with those things. I am not saying that those things are bad, but I am saying if they take precedence over your life, what are you living for? You know, like people are like, hey, man, I've got my business, and that's cool, man. Do your thing. But what is your life like? That's cool. There's nothing wrong with that, right? But what's your life like? What, 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 what inheritance are you leaving to your kids, right? Uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer said that. The ultimate test of a moral society is a kind of world it's going to leave to its children, right? Like, come on. I mean, it doesn't take a genius to figure out what we're leaving our kids. And, and you know, I've got to be careful. Please hear my heart. I've got to be careful. Not everybody's called to do what I do. And maybe I'm getting upset because I wish people <laughs> had the and, same passion and, that I do. And I think part of that is, is the gift of evangelism. Evangelists tend to see it. Boom. But one thing I wanted to say, in support of you, but but to connect to those who who are like, I just I do yeah, not he's psycho. have the extrovert <laughs> gene in me, right? He's psycho. He's psycho. I, I'm sorry, I'm, man. I'm an introvert, so it's very hard for me to just 
start conversations with random people. Now, I've always called myself a high-functioning introvert. I can do it. It's not a problem, but it wears me out. But you know one thing I've noticed? The more I walk with God, the more God brings up the conversations about him. He brings up the opportunities. I, yeah. I, in the past like four or five days, I've had at least four conversations with different coworkers about church, about God. I've been able to witness to a coworker. Like, and I didn't start any of these conversations. But as I walk with God, as, as I follow the Holy Spirit, guess what? God's the one who op- opens up those opportunities for you. You just have to be ready and willing to take it. And so you don't have to That's be awesome. somebody who, who's running up to every person on the street. Dude, and, I don't do and, that. And, exactly. Now, if you and I went out, we could do it. Of course. I've, I've done it before down in Stewart with our, our young adults, right? Just They're randomly A little bit talk. weird, but you randomly talk to strangers and, hey, They're going to open up or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and, and you get some people who react adversely. So what? But. It doesn't mean that you can't be an example and be a light. If you're carrying Christ, you will look different to people. That's so good, dude. And, and people will f- somehow, if if it's the fragrance of life to them, right? The Bible says to some you'll be the fragrance of life, to others the stench of death. If you are the fragrance of life to people, they'll start opening up. If random coworker goes, yeah, I just, you know, I haven't been to church in a long time. Out of nowhere, man. And it, it's not like I'm I'm promoting and, and every day dude. going, I go to Revive Church. No, you know, no, no. Like, yeah, yeah. But God opens those conversations, right? And I, I want to speak that out to to those who, who are like, I, I just can't do it. No, start living for Christ, and Christ will start opening up. Yeah, he'll do it through you. He'll like, do it yeah, through Totally, you. man. Like, mm-hmm. again, I didn't develop like... <laughs> my vigor or whatever you call it overnight. Like this was, I think it was just when I started to see the like injustices and like, (laughs) maybe I'm just one voice, right? Like maybe I'm just one guy. What can you really change? We can change one. You know, he can change 20. I don't know. I don't know who's going to be reached. Like, it's crazy. Like how last week we were talking about love languages and marriages. And a couple came up to me uh, uh, yesterday during church said, man, we watch your podcast, and we learned each other's love language. That really ministered That's to us. I'm cool. like, had nothing to do with the show, really, but hey. Hey, amen. Dude, it changed their life, right? So, hey, if they're going to take that piece out of that, great. You know, and, and maybe out of that piece, maybe some of you get fired up and say, you know what, man? God really ministered to me through that. Maybe some of you are turned off by it and say, man, that guy's angry. And, I'm, you know, I, I, I don't mean to be. That's not, most people that know me, I'm not like that. I'm not angry, but I'm very passionate, extremely, extremely passionate about truth and like how people live, how many kids are in this world that don't know Jesus, that don't have dads. I, I was sitting last night with our youth group because I, I pastor the young adults, but I was with the youth group because the, the leader of that group is like a brother to me. I mean, I, I just, I love him to death and I pour into him a lot. I kind of, I mentor him a lot. And uh, I was in their group and all, most of these kids had divorced parents. Yeah. The boys, not the girls. The girls were separate. The boys were separate. We were talking to them about just because we want them to open up, you know, and like talk about guy stuff, you know, and uh, every one of them was like divorce, 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 divorce. How do they view God? It's funny how I view God the way I thought my dad was to me. I, when I, when I was lethargic and seeking God, me and my dad only talked once a month, maybe funny how I viewed God that way. Yeah. Just, that's just the love of the father. He, I'm cool with him. You know, but eh, you know, 
how do they view God? He's just going to leave me again? Little boy last night kept saying, my mom and dad have divorced so many times. Now they're divorced for real. How is he going to view God? No commitment. You know what I mean? Like, that's what fires me up. I think that's what gets me passionate, right? That there's so many people being lied to. And you know what? God bless conservatives, the Republican Party. I'll stand with you. But the only reason I don't call myself a Republican is because I believe the Republican platform left the the conservatives. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And so I will not stand for unrighteousness or untruth. People say you can't get your message out there without standing with Republicans. Then I don't trust God. Yeah. That's, that's just crap. I'm sorry. I, God didn't tell me to stand with a political party. He told me to stand on his word because the church is the pillar and ground of truth. I'm supposed to stand in the body. That's who I'm supposed to stand with. You know, anyways. So, guys, if you've uh, at all been touched by the, the ministry, self-evident, we've been to so many places preaching, and I know a lot of you guys have watched us before live. I know some of you haven't. Um, if you want us to come to your area, please reach out to us. Um, if you go on the website, theselfevidenttruth.com, there's a little contact form right there, and you'll reach my wife. She bu- does all the bookings uh, for us to come out, um, and, and you know we'll, we'll work with you to ho- how to do all that stuff like that. And got, lives are changing, guys. That's all I got to say. If, if you could just hear the story, see the testimonies and the fruit, you would see for yourself. Now, I don't do the take videos of testimonies and stuff like that. You don't, I don't believe that's necessary. I believe it's just it's, it's in you. You see the fruit of it, right? Um, also, if you have been touched by the ministry, please support us. If you go online again, theselfevidenttruth.com on the top right-hand side, there's a donate button. You can donate there to help support the ministry and keep us going uh, because that's the functions. And, and guys, we need givers. <laughs> hey, you know, we got to keep out the, the, the message out there as well. Uh, the last couple of housekeeping tips, again, go on our YouTube page, these uh, self-evident ministry, and become a subscriber. Share the videos, guys. Share them to all your friends. Get on social media, man. Our Instagram page is self-evident ministry. Um, our Facebook page is self-evident ministries. Twitter handle is self-evident MC3. Um, and, and so also uh, get on Patreon. Uh, it's patreon.com uh, forward slash self-evident ministries. Uh, please get on there and support us. If you don't know that, please go on our website again. And the second banner, it'll link, link you right to the Patreon page. We're also on Apple iTunes. We're soon to be on Spotify. We're going we're gonna to work on Google Play, Spotify, and all those things because we want the truth to get out there. Um, guys, when we put them on these specific sites, there's only about 25 to 30 minutes of it. Uh, sometimes 20 minutes because they're just highlights. The idea is to get you to go subscribe to the whole podcast, which is about an hour and a half long with all the issues that we talk about. So again, if you've been ministered, please support us. Thank you for all of your prayers and support. Again, this is podcast number seven. We're excited to be a part of your lives as we try to reach and uh, get revelation from God and get uh, some kind of a, a draw from the Lord to teach you what we know. And hopefully we're bringing good answers, sound answers, biblical answers, and constitutional answers to the problems in this world in this country. So God bless you guys. We'll see you soon. Love you guys.